What's up, Tan and J-Man Show Nation? This is Tanner Lee, one half of the Tan and J-Man Show. And on behalf of myself and my co-host, Josh, the J-Man Monk, we want to thank you for listening to our podcast. While you're at it, on whatever platform you're listening on, please hit that subscribe button. And if it happens to be on Apple Podcasts, please give us a rating and review. That really helps us out. If you're interested in watching our show, our show is recorded live every Monday from 6.30 p.m. to 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can catch that on the ISC Sports Network, on the free ISC Sports Network app, on the ISC Sports Network Facebook page, and their Twitter page. While you're at it, on the social media channels, please give us a like on our Facebook page. Please give us a follow on our Twitter and Instagram page, at Show. And if you want to support our podcast and look great doing so, we have a merchandise store. You can go to any of our social media pages, click the link, click Tan and J-Man Show store, and you'll find whatever you're looking for, short sleeve t-shirts, long sleeve t-shirts, coffee mugs, you name it, we got it. So thanks again for supporting the podcast. Now sit back, relax, and here comes another exciting brand new episode of the Tan and J-Man Show. The Tan and J-Man Show is live. We apologize for starting a little late. Had some technical difficulties. You know how that goes. How you doing, Still Tito? Are. Still huh? are having technical difficulties. I am on my side. That's oh, why oh, yeah. you are. I am coming live to everybody from my uh, cell phone right now. But uh, hopefully I will be joining everybody via my laptop here soon. I don't want to throw your uh, – who's your laptop? Like, what is it? HP. I don't want to throw HP under the bus, but uh, gonna have to figure it out there, HP. Oh, it's uh, it was up and going earlier. It was ready to rock, and then I got down here tonight and wanted to freeze on me. And I'm literally on Google Chrome right now, and it's a white screen. So yeah, you might need to upgrade there, T Dog. Been a great been a great day for me today. Uh, my favorite player, who I got the jersey on for yeah, one more time, Bob yeah. Miller gets traded, and now my laptop doesn't want to work. You know what? Credit George Patton for doing that. Or is it Peyton? Peyton. Yeah, cre- credit him for doing that. That takes some stones to do it. Um, as I said earlier with our group chat, that was my July 31st of this year, watching all the franchise legends and winning a championship with, all getting traded away. So you kind of know how I feel. Yeah, but I'm like you. I didn't see it coming. Yeah, uh, yeah. I don't think but, anyone did. Yeah, But, uh, I mean, looking back on it, they got a they got a pretty good haul, a second and third round pick, but yeah. you definitely wouldn't have got that for him probably later on. So right, and I saw something else on Twitter. A guy made a good point. It was credit George Payton for getting two second day picks um, for in, instead of trying to go all in for a seventh seed in the AFC that probably wasn't going to happen anyway. So right, right. So <clears throat> you got some bird well, dog for me. Yeah, I got it, and I'll share it real quick, and then I'm going to hop off as my de- as my laptop's up. But I'll go ahead and share the question real quick. Uh, Mike White, New York Jets quarterback yesterday, threw for the second most passing yards in a first-career NFL start. Who threw for the mass pa- most passing yards in their first-ever NFL career start? It's a great question. Um, most How many did he end up throwing? For? I think he threw for – uh, 405 yesterday, I think. I was going to say, I thought it was over 400, which is insane. Yeah, because yeah, um, he's one of two guys that throw for over 400 in their first NFL start. And I saw Robert Sala, their head coach, say anything's on the table as far as him being the long-term starter after one start, even though they took a guy second overall in Zach Wilson. It's the Jets, man. 
Oh. Birdie Bogey oh. is brought to you yep. by Noble Gnome LLC for fresh, locally grown, nutrient-dense produce from Bryce and Katie Romine of Mintone, Indiana. Like them on Facebook, follow them on Instagram, and check out their website, noblenomellc.com. I'm running solo right now, so heading into baseball. I mean, we have had a really good series there between the Houston Astros and Atlanta Braves. Atlanta got up three games to one. Um, then they got up 4 nothing in the uh, first inning yesterday after Adam Duvall's grand slam. But Houston <clears throat> scratched and clawed their way back in and ended up winning by a decent margin. And, um, you know, I'm a little nervous now because I'm sure a lot of people outside of Houston do not want the Houston Astros to win. I think I talked about it last week. Um, but the fact that it's going back to Houston – uh, I think Atlanta will rue the day that they could not close it out last night and win it last night because it's going to be very difficult for them to go in there and win a game um, over the next two. Um, the Atlanta Braves, they <clears throat> lost their top starter in Charlie Morton, uh, took a comebacker off the leg. He broke his fibula, and he would have been starting last night, and the Braves probably end up winning um, if he starts, but uh, – Ended up breaking his leg, and he threw somehow. He somehow threw 16 pitches after he broke his leg, which is just insane. I broke that exact same bone in my ankle, um, the fibula, and uh, let me tell you, I was looking for a wheelchair <laughs> right afterwards, and um, he somehow gutted it out for 16 more pitches. But um, I don't know if you heard me, but I, I think the Braves will rue the day they didn't win last night and couldn't close that one out. I agree. I think uh, the Atlanta World Series slipped through their grasp, and I think they're in trouble now. Yeah, just going back to Houston, it kind of reminds me a little bit of actually the Cubs in 2016 where they got down three games to one, but then they found a way to win game five in Wrigley and um, and extended it, and that kind of gave them some momentum. Now they had to go on the road for that, but uh, I think the road helped them that year just having the DH there in Cleveland. Um, and it, it, it might end up helping the Braves as well, but, um, I mean, Houston was on fire last night and, uh, I think they ultimately, actually, this will be the J man's book of prediction of the week. Try to get it out of the way early. I think the Houston Astros do end up winning that series. Now I think they win the next two tomorrow night and Wednesday and uh, win that series. J man's book of prediction of the week is brought to you by Indiana farm bureau insurance agent, Travis watching for life, home, auto renters, business workers, comp and farm insurance. Contact Travis at two one nine eight six nine four five six one. His email is travis.watchering at infb.com. Yeah. I really want to apologize to everybody for this episode so far. I, I was in StreamYard, Wouldn't give me a mic access or camera access. Then my computer came up with an error and says it has to restart. So it is completely restarting again. Um, I have no idea. I've never faced this issue before. So Well, you know what? It's first time for everything. Yes, it is. Which leads me to the fact that you did win the belt because it is the first time for everything this past year. I did. Now I got to grab that thing. (laughs) Got to go find it here. Throw it over the shoulder here. Yeah. Who were your three winners, three losers? For NFL Week 8, my three winners and three losers. Starting off with a winner in the Thursday night game. How about those Green Bay Packers? Yep. I have them there as well. Without Devontae Adams, without Alan Lazard. Um, And honestly, they should have lost. What A.J. Green was thinking, not turning around for the ball and ultimately giving up an interception there at the end of the game. Um, 
Arizona could easily won, but you know what? Credit the Packers. They lost first game of the year, and now they're just absolutely rolling. Yep. Um, and it kind of looks like Aaron Rodgers having fun. Yeah. So wouldn't be surprised if he's there in Green Bay for the rest of his career. But like we saw today with Von Miller, and we're seeing so much uh, more with athletes, it's pretty rare to see an athlete start their career and end their career in the same place. Yeah, so. uh, it doesn't. It does not happen anymore. I mean, you kind of look. I want to say like Derek Jeter was almost the last one to do that, where he's with yep. the Yankees that his entire career, and I think his career ended in 2014. Kobe Bryant. Um, NBA. Kobe Bryant did as well. Yeah, he was probably the last, last guy. But, I mean, really, as I think you've said it many times, LeBron kind of started it. Um, he did the uh, I'm going to South Beach, and now uh, superstars aren't afraid to t- trade uh, change teams now. How about Carl Malone? Played his whole career yep. in Utah until the very end, went to the Lakers. Very end, yeah. And, uh, yep. didn't and uh, it, it didn't work, did he? They lost to the Pistons. and Yep. Um, so... One of my winners, I, I said I had the Packers as well. Uh, my other winner, Tennessee Titans. Um, mm-hmm. Derek Derek Henry gets hurt, and they're probably should be in the loser category now that Derek Henry is probably out for the entire season. Yeah, um, they signed Adrian Peterson. Did Did they end up signing him? Yeah. Uh, Woo! I mean, does that <laughs> really move the needle that much? No. Um, but still, they got down fourteen and uh, ended up uh, winning in overtime. They could have easily won in regulation. Uh, but uh, credit them for fighting backs. Colts had all the momentum, but man, without uh, Derrick Henry, that's going to be rough for them. He yeah, is the their Titans, offense. Without without Derrick Henry, the Titans I think go from a Super Bowl contender to a borderline playoff team because yep. nobody relies on a non quarterback for their offense more than the Tennessee Titans. Right, no one. Yep. Um, and I I mean I think Ryan Tannehill's a fine quarterback, but you take sure. away an elite. He was on pace to shatter the NFL rushing record um, this year. You take that off their roster, now it gets increasingly more difficult to throw the ball because they yep. don't have that threat whatsoever. I mean, they still um, got Julio, they got AJ Brown, mm-hmm. but and and they have a, and they've lost some offensive linemen too. Taylor Lewan's hurt. Um, they yep. lost another one, I believe. Yesterday, he gets hurt all the time. Um, yeah, he's he's a really good offensive lineman, but he does get hurt. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of my other winners. I put him in this category because it might be the only time I get to say this all year. New York Jets. <laughs> uh, like I said, Mike White throws for the second most uh, passing yards of a guy in his first NFL start. And they take down a team we all thought uh, was a contender. And maybe they still are in the Cincinnati Bengals. But the Bengals are going to bangle. with yeah. the number one seed in the AFC. Then they go lay an egg. That is a That was a rough loss. And they're in my loser category. Of the Bengals, you can't lose to the Jets. They're mine too. Um, they're mine too. And they're facing a backup quarterback as well. That made it even worse. Uh, they uh-huh. couldn't get stops. Um, my final winner, um, the Dallas Cowboys. Oh, okay. Going into Minnesota without Dak Prescott. Um, and uh, is it Cooper Rush? Is Cooper he, Rush, yeah. He, Central um, Michigan's own Cooper Rush. He, um, he played pretty well there in a they pretty hostile hostile environment for them to come out with a win was pretty impressive on Sunday night football. Nonetheless. I mean, yeah. here you go, Cooper. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to Good get luck. Decent defense. And like I said, a hostile environment on Sunday night football. And yeah, I think, I think Cowboys are pretty good. Yeah. They, they're one of the top probably three or four teams in the NFC. NFC is loaded. The AFC is so wide open. Yep. Who wants to win it? Yep. I don't, I don't know if we have a single team that absolutely has gone out and are like, that team's going to win it. 
No, not yet. No. Um, one of your losers. Well, my other winner um, oh, sorry. is New Orleans Saints. Mm-hmm. I mean, they uh, almost choked it away against the Tampa Bay getting a huge lead. But when you lose your starting quarterback, Jameis Winston, who they confirmed today is a torn ACL for him, Taysom Hill couldn't go. So team money wiggle, Tre- Trevor Simeon, good old Simeon, comes off the bench and beats Tom Brady. Uh, big win for the Saints. I mean, huge. nobody's talking about the Saints. Uh, they're right there tied at the lead for the NFC South and right in the playoff hunt right now. Um, I don't think they're a Super Bowl contender, but just to make the playoffs would be pretty extraordinary for that team. And uh, But got to kind of feel for Jameis. He had his mm-hmm. redemption chance and was playing okay, and then that happened. So. Especially against his former team, too. That's a good point. So, so we'll see what happens. And I had an honorable mention winner, even though I had three. The New England Patriots. Yeah. Going into L.A. and beating the Chargers uh, just when I was about ready to write the Patriots off. Here they are, and yeah. not so fast. Yeah, um, Mac Jones is going to be pretty good. That That's a bad loss at home for uh, the Chargers, though. Yes, it is. And it's, uh, you know, the, the Raiders had a bye week, and, and the rest of the AFC is just a cluster right now. The AFC West, right. I mean, is a cluster. Yeah. Um, one of your losers. Well, the Bengals were one of mine, but another one's mm-hmm. the Atlanta Falcons. Yep, one of mine. Uh, a team, you know, we were talking about last week, kind of floating under the radar. They're at home against Carolina. Sam Darnold gets hurt, and, and you can't get the job done against mm-hmm. them. You're not a contender if you can't nope. do that. Yeah, I mean, they came in, I think, right at 500. Um, and, I mean, they lost Calvin Rid- Ridley, who's taking some time off to focus on his mental health, which credit to him for doing that. It takes sure. uh, it, it takes a lot for a guy to do that. Um, so, <clears throat> But to lose your best receiver – um, that doesn't help, but I mean, the Carolina Panthers were absolutely reeling past few weeks, um, and for them to go in there and Atlanta lose to them was pretty rough. Pretty rough. Yeah, I, I think you had a bunch of confident points on Atlanta. I, I had a, I, I think I had eleven on them, I and I had, um, I had a bunch. I had like nine or ten on the Chargers. Uh, so those, mm-hmm. those were the two that really hurt me this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, last loser for you. Cleveland Browns. Mine losing. too. We have the exact same loser yeah, list this week. Yeah. Um, losing at home. Uh, coming up, man, they look like the Browns of old. That was another one that hurt you because I took Pittsburgh. Yeah, yeah, I I took the Browns. I think I had the Browns for four, uh, but that's a bad loss. I mean, Pittsburgh, it's not been good this year. They um, they just haven't been good. And then Cleveland, it's turned into Cleveland of old. I mean, Baker, I know, has been hurt, uh, but he wasn't good yesterday. Uh, Jarvis Landry had three drops and a uh, lost fumble. Um, they only targeted Odell Beckham Jr. one time, and he had one catch for six yards. Um, it's not going well for them there. Now, they were helped by the Bengals losing. I mean, they're still obviously right in it, but, I mean, they're sitting there at three and four looking uh, pretty disappointing. That's what happens when you get expectations around Cleveland. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm used to uh, my football team struggling with expectations. Uh, big time this year. Uh, oh, so man. I know exactly what they're feeling. Yep. Yep. So, yep. All right. Tanner's got the belt. I'm going to win it this week. You can take that one to the bank. You want to go through <laughs> and give our confidence points for this upcoming week? Yeah, let's do it. I'm still fingers crossed that we might be back in uh, <laughs> back in action here on, on, my, on my laptop. But I thought that a few minutes ago and it didn't happen. But let's go ahead. Start knocking out these confident picks. Starting uh, on Thursday night, the New York Jets travel to the Indianapolis Colts. 
Oh, Colts will let one slip away yesterday, especially now that you find out that Derrick Henry's out for the year. They're three games behind the Titans for the AFC South. Because let's be honest, the Jaguars and the Texans aren't catching anybody. No. Um, I still think they're better than the Jets at home. <laughs> I'm going big. I'm going Colts for 11. I have the Colts for 12, so I'm right there <laughs> with you. Um, the Jets are still the Jets. Now, they arguably have two of the best wins of any team in the NFL this year, beating um, two division leaders um, coming in with the Titans and uh, Bengals. But, uh, yeah, Jets are still the Jets. Yep. Two miserable teams who might end up making a trade tomorrow. The Houston Texans traveling to Miami to face my horrendous Miami Dolphins. Yeah, if you had told me before the season, and I'm sure told you that the Dolphins would be one and seven through eight weeks. No, 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 no way. Uh, I had them here. We are. 12, I had them finishing twelve and five. I I was buying what they were selling, and uh, my heart heart's been ripped out of my chest. <laughs> Michael Scott style. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think the Dolphins get it done. I got them for seven confident points. Um, Dolphins are seven point favorites. That's how little. Vegas thinks of the Houston Texans. I have the Dolphins for 10. If the Dolphins lose this one, they're not winning another game the rest of the year, and they have opportunities. <laughs> they play the Jets twice, and they play the Giants. Um, but if they lose this one, I don't think Houston wins another game the rest of the year. They got their they got their one out of the way week one against Jacksonville, but they are just a miserable bunch. Cleveland at Cincinnati. The battle for Ohio. The Brownies against the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, big game for both teams. Um, I'm going to replug my camera, and that's why I'm moving here for everybody uh, currently watching on my phone. This is just a cluster. Um, I'm taking the Bengals for four. I am actually taking the Browns, and I have them for one point. Um, I still believe in the Bengals a little bit, but I could see yesterday um, sure. seeing things kind of spiral a little bit. Cause that's that's just an inexcusable loss. I know it's on the road, but uh, they blew a, they blew an 11 point lead. Can't do that. Yeah. You're born. You were born in Cleveland, and it's showing. It was, yep. My uh, my Cleveland roots are definitely showing. Uh, we have your Denver Broncos traveling to Dallas. Will Dak play? Uh, I assume he'll play because he was a game time decision I, last time. I picked it like he's going to play. Um, I don't really think it matters if he plays or not. I think. I mean, the Broncos not only lost their, in my opinion, best defensive player in their franchise history, they lost a huge leader in their locker room. I don't know how the locker room's going to be. I could see more Broncos getting traded before tomorrow's deadline. Give me Dallas for 12. I have Dallas for 11. Um, I think Dallas is legitimately a really, really good team, as much as I hate to say it. <clears throat> we have the Atlanta Falcons traveling to New Orleans. Yes. There you are. <laughs> um, what, what game are we on? I'm sorry. Uh, the Atlanta Falcons at the New Orleans Saints. I saw the Saints said they were not going to pursue Cam Newton, which I don't blame them. Um, yeah, and that's a guy I'm surprised that nobody's picked him up yet, to be honest. Um, but Atlanta at New Orleans, um, I mean, I'm guessing Simeon's going to be the quarterback. If not, it'll be Taysom Hill, but I got New Orleans for six. I have New Orleans for six as well. Uh, I don't see Atlanta winning in there. Las Vegas Raiders coming off a bye, traveling to the New York football Giants. Yeah, Raiders coming off a bye. They're uh, winning the AFC West right now. Uh, I got the Raiders for eight points. I have the Raiders for nine. Um, Giants are bad. I think Joe Judge ends up getting fired there. Um, Sooner and later. 
Probably. I mean, you might as well let them pl- play out the season, I guess. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. There's not. Yeah. There's not a lot of benefits from firing a coach right now. No. New England at Carolina. Um. Yeah, Carolina got a win I didn't see coming yesterday, but so did New England. I got New England for three. I have New England for five. Um, I just I don't believe in Carolina whatsoever. I believe in Mac Jones. Uh, that was a huge win for New England. They're, they're staying in it, though. Uh, if they would have lost yesterday, it would have been really difficult to get back on the playoff form or playoff graces. But uh, I think uh, I think uh, Mac Jones has something there. Yeah, you keep you you definitely watch New England more than I do, being that your team's in the AFC East. Uh, but every time I've watched New England, yeah, Mac Jones, uh, he's gonna be pretty good. Yeah, uh, Buffalo at Jacksonville. <laughs> uh, Buffalo for uh, fourteen. I have Buffalo for fourteen as well. <laughs> Jacksonville's terrible. Buffalo didn't play all that good yesterday, but uh, I think they go in there and just trounce them by. I want. I want to say they win by at least four touchdowns. At least four touchdowns. At least four touchdowns. Don't hear that very often in the NFL game. <laughs> Minnesota at Baltimore. Minnesota at Baltimore. Uh, let's see here. I got the Ravens for ten. I have Baltimore for four. I sh- looking back, I probably should have had them for a little higher. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think Baltimore wins fairly handily. Yeah, I mean, they're they're the better team. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, they'll. They'll be able to run all over them, and so I mean, we continue to pick against Minnesota. I don't know if we've picked Minnesota once this year. It doesn't feel like it. I think Mike Zimmer's in big trouble. Yeah, I do too. Uh, the Los Angeles Chargers of no longer Carson City travel to Philadelphia. Interesting game here. Kind of tough one to pick. I'm going Chargers mm-hmm. for five, though. Uh, I've picked Detroit to beat Philadelphia last week. Um, you picked Detroit two weeks in a row. Yeah, I'm never doing it again, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> they might not win a game. The Chargers are helped out that this game's played at 4 o'clock Eastern time. Uh, so give me the Chargers for three. You, you definitely put a big uh, um, weight in that, don't you? Didn't they lose week one to Washington? Or did they win that one? Or did they I don't remember. But I don't, I I don't mean, either. It's, but valid. It's, it's a valid point, but you yeah, you um, up a lot, so. It's far more difficult for a West Coast team to play a one o'clock Eastern time game um, on the East Coast than an East Coast team to go out West, in my opinion. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. Uh, Green Bay at Kansas City, who plays tonight. Oh, it's going to be, be a heck of a game. Um, I don't know what Kansas City's got to show tonight. You would think they should beat the uh, Giants no matter what. Um, I just think Green Bay's better right now. Give me Green Bay, but for one point. I have Green Bay for two. I think they're significantly better right now. The Chiefs cannot stop a soul. Um, their defense is terrible. Patrick Mahomes turning it over more than any quarterback in the NFL so far, it feels like. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, give me Green Bay. Arizona traveling to San Francisco. Yeah, uh, San Francisco's reeling. I don't see it getting better here. I think Arizona bounces back after having their first loss of the season to the Packers. Give me Arizona for nine. I have Arizona for eight. Uh, don't believe in Jimmy G. Don't believe in that offense in San Francisco. Don't think they'll be able to score enough points against Arizona. Tennessee without Derrick Henry traveling to face the Los Angeles Rams. Yeah, Rams. Like I've been, we've been mentioning all show long. Now they got Von Miller to go with Aaron Darnold. 
Aaron Donald in, in that great defense um, just makes the defense even better. The Rams are all in. They even admitted on their Twitter they had the guy pushing all the poker chips in the middle saying we're all in because uh, they give up all their draft picks pretty much for the next five mm-hmm. years, it seems like. Um, and I made this before I saw the Derrick Henry news. I don't like to go back and change my picks. Once I made them, I made them. I go with my gut. Uh, so I got the Rams, but only for two points. You know, I'm the same way. I was thinking about swapping my Rams and Pittsburgh pick for next, uh, but I'm going to keep my Rams pick for seven because I did the exact same thing I did before the Henry news and before the Von Miller news. Yep. Uh, the final game here, Monday night, Chicago at Pittsburgh. Yeah. Oh, boy. Chicago, even without Matt Nagy, they couldn't get it done yesterday. <laughs> Fields played his best game to date. Didn't matter. Uh, I got Pittsburgh for 13. I have Pittsburgh for 13 as well. Fields played his best game of his NFL career so far, and he needed it too because he'd been arguably the worst quarterback in the NFL um, since he's become a starter. Um, That offensive line is atrocious against one of the best pass rushes in the NFL. It's going to be a long, long night for uh, the Chicago Bears. Sure is. The belt's coming home this week there, Tan. No, it's not. You uh, made the mistake letting it come back to me for the first time in – Good amount of weeks and uh, <laughs> not going to Illinois anytime soon. Oh, it'll be here. Trust me. We It seems like we had a lot of the same picks, so it'll be interesting to see uh, how it all shakes out. Yeah, bye weeks are Detroit, Seattle, Tampa Bay, and Washington for those mm-hmm. of you for who have fantasy players on any of those teams. And uh, why we are at a little break here, I want to mention that the Tan and J-Man Show is brought to you by – Circle 15 Golf, if I can get this banner up. There we go. Circle 15 Golf is a brand focused on bringing tour quality products and experience to the everyday golfer like the J-Man and myself. It's built on 25 years of tour experience featuring the Genesis Glove, the most durable and comfortable glove available, and the patented Glove Hub, the first and only glove humidor on the market. Find those products and more different repair tools, ball markers, hats, etc. at circle15golf.com. This episode's also brought to you by The Damn Landing. Whether you want an epic burger, hand-tossed pizza, hand-bread tenderloin, seafood, craft beer, or a handcrafted cocktail, The Damn Landing is the place to be. Damn Landing is a bar and grill located on beautiful Lake Manitow, focused on freshness and quality. You can wash down their delicious food with one of their 16 beers on tap, including a constant rotation of today's best microbrews and domestic flavors, or a handcrafted cocktail made using fresh ingredients. Taking the fantastic views of Lake Manitow and their beer garden or outdoor bar area, whether it be boats or wheels, the Dam Landing is the place to be, located at 1305 Ewing Road in Rochester. They had some good-looking barbecue again over the weekend. I'm going to have to see if they door dash all the way out here. <laughs> see if they'll door dash two hours and 15 minutes away. You want to talk some Big Ten football? I would love to talk some Big Ten I'm football I'm sure this you week. would. Go at it. Go at it. Well, uh, I guess I'll start off my Boilermakers. Uh, big win for them. Uh, you know, improving to five and three. Uh, the best record through eight games since 2007. Keep going back to 2007 a lot of times for a lot of these accomplishments. <laughs> but uh, one game away from bowl eligibility with four left. Uh, tough task at hand coming up this week with the number five, eight, no Michigan State Spartans, which we'll talk about here in a little bit, coming to Ross A. And then next week they go to the Horseshoe for the first time since uh, 2012, I believe, uh, to face Ohio State. But then they get Northwestern at Wrigley and Indiana home. I think they got a pretty good chance in, in those two games to get a win. It was um, huge to win in Nebraska. It was. For, for bowl aspiration. And, of course, in Iowa as well. Um, yeah, they've 
won three road games this year. I mean, UConn, I mean, you got to count it, I guess, is on the road. <laughs> yes. um, I don't remember the last time Purdue's won three road games. It feels like it's been a while. Uh, yeah, Aiden O'Connell's a different quarterback on the road. His stats are way better on the road than, than they are at home. That's weird. Uh, There's two games in a row. Purdue's got the best of Nebraska at Nebraska. And even though Nebraska is a bad program right now, it's still fun to beat a team in front of 90,000. Sure. And uh, Scott Frost, I thought going into Saturday, as long as he got a win, he probably survives this year. I don't know now. They have um, at Ohio State this week, or they host Ohio State this week, sorry. Um, they have at Wisconsin, and then they host Iowa. There's yeah, a they're not real, winning any of those games. real good shot they lose out and finish 3-9. and nine. And I no. don't think there's any way you can actually believe that Scott Frost is the guy to lead the program. Yeah, it just hasn't worked out for him. I mean, you know, you go 3-9, and nine, you end up firing him. One thing you got to take in consideration for the AD, though, other jobs open right now. LSU's open. Mm-hmm. USC's open. Uh, TCU, uh, Nebraska's a better job than TCU, but TCU's open. I mean, what other jobs are going to become open? Right. I mean, LSU's a better job than Nebraska. USC's a better job than Nebraska. So, I don't know. Yeah, it's uh, definitely something to take into consideration. But, but uh, I mean, knowing the Nebraska fan base, they think they're better than everyone else, and so does their athletic department. So, like, pff, LSU, who cares? <laughs> USC, who cares? We'll be able to get a better coach than them. Well, it happened real well last time when you hired Scott Frost. They went and got one of their own, and it just hasn't Didn't work. worked out for That's, them at all. That is why you don't hire a legend. Yeah, it's one of your legends when you need to. That's why you don't do it. I was so glad when the Cubs didn't hire Ryan Sandberg. Very glad when the Dolphins didn't hire Dan Marino to be their one of their top five. I forgot guys. about that. It is so difficult to fire a legend. Then you just burn a bridge there, and it's rough for him to even come back. And um, another thing about uh, Nebraska, uh, if I'm a Nebraska fan, I don't want Adrian Martinez back next year. He's terrible. He, I loved it. They kept saying it's redemption. You know, he's not done writing his chapters in his book in Nebraska. <laughs> Every time an announcer said that, he'd make a boneheaded play. I mean, he yeah. ended up throwing four interceptions. He, he is the sole reason why Nebraska yeah. did not win that game. They were You're up. Right. Were, were they up? They were up seven nothing, and they were driving, and he throws a pick six. Yep. Um, yep. I think they were up 14 7 as well, and he threw an interception. Oh, well, um, right before half. He missed on a deep ball. Now, it, I don't know. The receiver maybe slowed up. If he would have hit that, they would have been up 10 at half instead of three. I think it's a whole different ball game then. Sure. But uh, uh, Purdue put it to him in the second half. Yeah, he's a guy who was so much better as a freshman than he is now. Um, you see it every once in a while, but this is to an extreme. He's a guy who you honestly shouldn't even consider starting at this point. Um, their season's lost now. They – I mean, they have to win out in order to make a bowl. It's not going to happen. Um, but, I mean, he's ter- and he's junior. They'll expect him back next year. And, uh, oh, he's he'd a be senior. Be- I, I I was looking, and he's a junior with the COVID. Uh, with the COVID, yeah, stuff. everybody, yeah. Um, so he, he can come back. Mm-hmm. Now, Willie, I mean, it'd be smart for him to go get a fresh start somewhere, see if he can uh, see if he can win somewhere yeah. else or play better somewhere else. But, uh, man. Yeah. The announcer sure made it sound like he's going to come back, even though he hasn't made a final really? decision. So we'll see. And yeah, but I mean, I don't know if I'd start him unless you hey, get man. maybe a better system around him because Scott Frost's system's not working for him. Scott Frost wanted him over Burrow. Just remember, yeah, never forget. Yeah. 
That's hilarious. <laughs> uh, the other news around Big Ten, of course, you had Michigan, Michigan State battling for the that uh, Paul Bunyan Trophy. Might have was, been the best game of the year. I was just about to say that was the best game I've watched this year. Um, back and forth, Michigan State. I mean, Kenneth Walker has five touchdowns, and that's that has submitted himself in the Heisman race uh, as a he guy might be that the front runner right he now. He should be the front runner. I mean, he had a couple ridiculous runs to score. I mean, then a ridiculous one-handed interception to end it. Uh, that was the most entertaining college football game I've watched all season. Yeah, I mean, Michigan State's definitely for real. I don't think we can ignore them anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, now, are they on Alabama or Georgia level? No. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's what a lot of people are going to bring up. You know, Michigan State is the only team in the modern college football era, playoff era, to make the playoff besides Ohio State when they did, they absolutely got embarrassed yeah. by Alabama. Um, and I know the Big Ten doesn't want that to happen again, but of course the Big Ten wants a team in the playoff. Yeah. Uh, Michigan State and Ohio State still have to play each other. That'll be a big one. And Michigan State's got to play Penn State, which I'm not a huge believer in Penn State, but they did give Ohio State quite a fight the yeah. other night. They hung so, with them. I mean, Ohio State did, did beat the Nittany Lions, other things around the conference. Rutgers beat Illinois. In a toss-up coin toss game, Maryland beat Indiana. If Indiana doesn't win out, they don't make a bowl. I mean, I know they have a, had a brutal schedule, a lot of injuries, but that is a uh, huge letdown of a season for a team that's heavily upperclassmen with seniors and juniors. I, w- I would say they're by far the most disappointing school in the Big Ten. Yeah. Um, they came in. They came into the year ranked what 18th or so, 16th, something like that. Yeah, top 20. Yeah. And they're going to lose nine games. Like yeah. that's, <laughs> that's rough. Yeah. And I mean, I know, I know they've had injuries and really uh, Penix's injury last year um, has yeah. really affected them this year, but uh, their offense still just, it's not good. And another team that's been injured in the big 10, they're down to their fourth string running back. Now is Minnesota. Yeah. They keep cranking out the wins and they're in the driver's seat in the West right now. Yeah. It's insane. I mean, they control their own destiny. I mean, I think you shared some today. PJ Flex said he's asking anyone on the roster if they've ever ran the ball once. Uh, you yep. might end up running for us this year. Yep. And then another West matchup: Wisconsin beat Iowa. Iowa's offense last two games out, fourteen yep. points total. Man, Wisconsin's going to end up in that Big Ten championship every after year. All, this happens. All that talk about them being done and the defense is so good. Yeah, I mean, two really good wins here the past couple weeks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you want to go through and pick some games? Let's do it. Starting with Illinois at Minnesota. Yeah, um, I uh, I took a, the line against Rutgers. Uh, so they, left, they let me down, so I'm not taking them this week. I'm they taking Minnesota for four. I have Minnesota for two. Um, I think it'll be a blowout, but looking at the other games, I think that is – I mean, it was one of my lower point ones because mm-hmm. I think um, – I don't think Illinois has a shot, but, uh, yeah, Minnesota for two. Ohio State at Nebraska. Shocked. This is the Fox Big Noon game. Um, I actually thought they might put Purdue Michigan State as the Fox Big Noon game this week. They changed it up a little bit, but they put that as 330 ABC instead. I have Ohio State for six. I have Ohio State for six as well. Um, I mean, everyone talks about how tough it is to play in Nebraska, but I mean, you look, Purdue went in there, beat them pretty handily. Illinois went in there the past, I think, two of the past three years and trounced them. Um, so it's not that difficult anymore. Ohio State's and they're a different level. So good. Yeah. Uh Michigan State at Purdue. <laughs> oh man. Uh Michigan State's a three point favorite. Uh oh, I want to pull the trigger on Purdue so bad. They they beat <laughs> Iowa when I was ranked number two. If they if they somehow would knock off Michigan State, it'd be the first time they beat two top five programs in the same year since 1960. 
What the heck? Purdue for a point. There you go. Why I not? Got to do it. Got to do it. I mean, I mean, we, we don't keep track of these anyway. I mean, they got nothing to lose. Nothing to lose. Nothing to lose. Staff. Michigan State has everything to lose. Yep. Um, with that said, I have Michigan State for five. Sure. <laughs> I sure. mean, I mean, uh, I think Purdue's defense is very, very good, but Kenneth Walker's a different animal. Uh-huh. Um, Peyton Thorne's a fantastic quarterback as well. It's going to be difficult, uh, but I mean, I wouldn't put it past Purdue to win this one at all. I mean, I think a three-point spread's pretty, uh, uh, pretty accurate. Yeah, Ross State should be jumping for that one. Yeah, Penn State at Maryland. Yeah, this could be a sneaky matchup here. It wouldn't shock me for Maryland to get the win and get bowl eligible, but I have Penn State, but only for two points. I have Penn State for one. Um, yeah, I think Penn State wins, but it'll be a real close one. And Maryland needs it. Maryland has had some games at home this year against good programs that they've been blown out in. I mean, they got turned it over seven times against Iowa. They got blew, blown out by, I think, Ohio State. Yep. Um I think Maryland can hang with Penn State, but Penn State ultimately wins. Uh, Tua's little brother played really well uh, Saturday against Indiana. Yeah, he he needed it because he'd been pretty abysmal the past couple weeks. Uh Um, Wisconsin at Rutgers. Yeah, Wisconsin for three. I think Rutgers will hang in there, but Wisconsin defense will be too much. I have Wisconsin for four. I don't think Rutgers will be able to move the ball whatsoever against them. Iowa at Northwestern, first one to four wins. Iowa for seven. I, I think Northwestern is the worst team in the conference. I have Iowa for three. Um, I think Northwestern can get them, though. Just, I mean, I think Northwestern's terrible. Yeah. But uh, I really think Northwestern can get them without terrible Petrus is uh, for Iowa. But, Maybe they uh, make a QB switch. They should. They honestly should. Um, Petrus has been so bad. And um, Northwestern's terrible football team, but I think they can hang. Yeah, they, they beat Rutgers two weeks ago. So Yeah. Indiana at Michigan. Michigan's going to be ticked off. Mm-hmm. Uh, Indiana's fighting for their bowl lives here. They haven't won at Michigan. God knows when. I'm really not sure off the top of my head. They beat Michigan last year for the first time in years. Uh, this is a 7.30 at night Fox game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got Michigan for five. I have Michigan for seven. I think that's my highest confidence. As you said, they're going to be real ticked off. They're going to win or want to win so bad, and they want to uh, destroy their opponent. And uh, luckily for IU, they get to be the recipient of that uh, blowout. Yeah, they, uh, the, the, these channels keep pushing IU at primetime national night games. Yeah. Yeah, home against Ohio State. Yeah. Yeah, Michigan, kind, of, kind of feel bad for them in a way. It's like, geez, <laughs> they keep getting drummed. The whole nation could be like, why are they putting Indiana? Yeah. But it's kind of like game day is going to Cincinnati this week, and they're playing three and five Tulsa. I love it though. But they, the first ever time they've been in Cincinnati. So. Yeah, I mean Cincinnati deserves their due. Yeah. They're ranked second. Yep. Um, will they beat a Georgia or Alabama? Absolutely not. But no. they they need to be recognized. Yeah. Who who do you think's the four tomorrow? Come tomorrow when the, when the, when they release the playoff rankings? Georgia, Cincinnati, Alabama, probably Oklahoma, Ohio or Michigan State, and who else on the outside? <sighs> Um, Who's in that sixth spot? Is it Michigan? Who else is undefeated? Is there anyone else undefeated? Wake Forest. Uh, Yeah, they're ranked 10th. And you know what? They're underdogs on the road at North Carolina this week. Yeah, there's no way they're going to bump Notre Dame clear. No. Or or Ohio State. They better not. Ohio State would be ahead of them. Oregon should be ahead of Notre Dame. Michigan should be ahead of Notre Dame. Um, 
SMU should be ahead of Notre Dame. Just kidding. Real quick um, before we do the top 25 uh, picks, I know we also have Word Association in on the stage, so I'm going to make this really quick. Uh, this is my power rankings for the Big Ten this week. I got Northwestern at 14, Indiana at 13, Illinois at 12, Nebraska at 11, Rutgers at 10, Maryland at 9, Purdue at 8, Penn State at 7, Minnesota at 6, Iowa at 5, Wisconsin at 4, Michigan at 3, Ohio State at 2, and the Spartans, your new number one in Tanner's Big Ten power rankings. Did a pretty good job with those there, Tanner, man. Yep. Number 10, Wake Forest at North Carolina. Give me the Tar Heels an upset. Give me Wake Forest. It wouldn't be an upset. North Carolina's favorite. Oh, that's surprising. Uh, Two and a half. Uh, Give me Wake Forest on the road. They put up Uh, points. This is an interesting one. Liberty at Ole Miss. Oh, uh, good old uh, Hugh Freeze. Hugh Freeze coming back. Coming back. Uh, Malik Wills or Willis, I believe is his name. Yeah. Uh, quarterback for Liberty is pretty good. Ole Miss, bad loss uh, against Auburn. Uh, Ole Miss bounces back. I agree. Auburn at Texas A&M. Yeah, this could have been game day, I guess. Uh, Auburn has just proven that um, – um, Malzahn is not a good coach, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. That's what they're doing this year. Uh, Bo Nix has proved he can win on the road in neutral. G- give me Auburn at Texas A&M. Uh, final one here. We have number six. I agree. Uh, give me Auburn. Uh, number 16, UTSA at eight. No, travels to six and two. UTEP. UTEP is six and two. That's huge. They're usually, they're usually garbage by now. Um, yeah. UTSA, uh, yeah, number 16. Uh, I love their nickname, so give me the Roadrunners. I agree. I think they keep rolling. Um, word association here, real quickly. These are the past 15 um, World Series MVPs. Let's do it. Corey Seager. Uh, oh, uh, Total package. I don't know. I had I had nothing. He's, he's, a, he's a talented player all over he's the field. A, he's a free agent, too. Um, Steve Strasburg injured all the time. I mean, he is just awesome when he's healthy, but he's never healthy. Steve Pierce. Who you remember him for the Red Sox? So I said, who he had that unbelievable, uh, world series against the Dodgers in 18. Um, I, nope, (laughs) no idea. Uh, George Springer, George Springer. Um, it sounds like Jerry Springer. That's the first thing I think of when I hear George Springer. But good player. But yeah, Gary uh, Springer. <laughs> ben, ben Zobrist. Uh Cup legend in his own way. Yeah, um, yeah. And he was a huge part of that world. Of course, he's huge. a World Series MVP. Huge, yeah. uh, huge, huge, huge part of that season. Salvador Perez. Cool name. Salvador Perez. Salvador. I mean, all, all these guys are pretty good players. So yeah. it's, I don't want to get repetitive of what I'm saying here. Uh, Madison Bumgarner. Beer chugger. Yeah, that dude uh that dude uses an alias name and is involved in the rodeo in North Carolina in the offseason. <laughs> that dude can pound Budweiser's. Uh Big Poppy, David Ortiz. Legend. Um yeah. I mean as a Yankee fan, I want to hate him, but how can you hate Big Poppy? What a good guy. Does he get in the Hall of Fame even though he's a steroid guy? Oh man, that's or a good accused, one. I should say. Somebody's official somebody's eventually gonna get in there that's been yeah. accused, and he might be the first one. Uh, the media loves Big Poppy as they well. Do. Uh, they so do. I wouldn't be surprised if he gets in. Uh Kung Fu Panda, Pablo Sandoval. Oh man. Uh giant like five <laughs> times over. Yeah. Um he's <laughs> he's fun to watch. Fun to watch him. Remind me of a newer Movon. Yeah, yeah, he's he's a bigger boy. Um, 
he had a three homer game in I think game one of the World Series that year against the Tigers. I'm off of Justin Verlander, I want to say. Uh, David Freeze. David Freeze. Man, that's a guy I forgot about. Um, was he Cardinal? Yeah, he was that one that hit that game tying triple with two outs in the ninth against the Rangers. This is impressive that over. you're remembering this stuff, man. Yeah, in game six, the Cardinals should not have won that World Series. The Cardinals and Red Sox years, I get lost probably because I yeah. don't like either either of them. So, but yeah. uh, I, uh, forgettable. That's what David Freeze is because I forgot about him. <laughs> Edgar Renneria. Uh, he's not forgettable. Uh, man, I I think of him on the Marlins, though, yeah. and, and the Cardinals. Cardinals. Uh, but uh, long overdue for him to have some World Series success when he yep. eventually did. Hideki Matsui. Godzilla. Oh, yeah. Godzilla. Uh, interesting career Hideki got. Um, pretty pretty underrated Yankee, really. Yeah. Um, Cole Hamels. Man, those Philly teams are good. Cole Hamels, yeah. Chase Utley, Jim Lee Rollins. Uh, he was just consistent for so many years yeah those pitching staffs were ridiculous mike lowell mike lowell, another another <laughs> former uh marlin yeah that had success with the marlins then the yeah. red Sox. uh just a savvy old vet he had gray beard when he's like 28 <laughs> ending See, with a ending with the cardinal here we have david Eckstein. david Eckstein. uh i just remind me one of those non-power hitters yeah that was just good uh do you remember his nickname? A, I do not. Uh, his his nickname was Just Enough because he had literally just enough arm strength to throw guys out from shortstop. He he reminded me they only play the same position, but Scotty Pods a little bit. Yeah, a little I bit. I don't know why. Yeah, so they were gonna... they were kind of contemporaries. Built um, the same. Yeah, yeah real small. Uh, Eckstein was only like five six, I think. Just a little fellow. Um, he's just a little fellow. And the Word Associate segment is brought to you by Rhett Lee, Attorney at Law. Rhett Lee and the Law Office of Andrew Aki, LLC, are located at 206 4th Street in Logansport, Indiana. Rhett provides legal services to the people of North Central Indiana and practices criminal defense, family law, and personal injury. If you need a lawyer who cares about your results and will fight for you, call Rhett today to schedule a free consultation at 574-722-2221. And the On This Day segment, Uh, let me bring up the banner there. On this day, on November 1st, I haven't looked up at these at all. Um, On this day, 1913, Notre Dame upset Army 35-13 in the college's inaugural football game. Ooh, that's a good Uh, one. uh, Receiver Newt Rockney caught the forward pass effectively, it says, as Gus Dorace was 14 of 17 for 243 yards and two touchdowns. That's huh. a lot back in 1913. Yeah. yeah. It's airing it out. Uh, let's see what else we got here. A lot of crickets. Uh, on this day, 1950, Celtics forward Chuck Cooper became the first African-American to play in the NBA in Boston's 107 to 84 loss at Fort Wayne Pistons. Oh, that's pretty cool. Future Hall of Famer Bob Cousy also debuted for the Celtics that night. Huh? That's pretty neat. That's a good one. Yes. Uh, on this day, 1959, future pro football Hall of Fame running back and arguably the best running back of all time, Jim Brown, ran for five touchdowns in Cleveland's 38-31 win over the Baltimore Colts. On this day, 1964, Kansas City Chief quarterback Lynn Dawson passed for 435 yards and six touchdowns in the Chiefs' 49-39 win over the Denver Broncos. 
former uh, Boilermaker. That's why I shared it, even though it was against the Broncos. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Um, uh, I'm trying to fly through this. Uh, Mike Tyson in the news for something bad. Imagine that. <laughs> uh, on this day, 1994, Chicago Bulls retired basketball superstar Michael Jordan's jersey, number 23, in a two-hour ceremony at the United Center. He was back. On this day, 1996, Shaquille O'Neal made his Hollywood debut as the Lakers beat the Suns 96-82 to at the Forum. Shaq had 23 points and pulled down 14 boards in 35 minutes. He was a pretty good uh, pretty good center there in the late 90s, early 2000s. Wasn't too bad. Uh, and like he uh, told his kids in the news this past week, I'm rich, you're not. I'm rich, you're not. Uh, he wants to see them do some stuff. Um on this day in 2007, Joe Torre, the winningest manager in MLB postseason history, moves from one storied franchise, New York Yankees, to another in the L.A. Dodgers, agreeing to a three-year, $13 million contract. I remember that. I totally forgot he was the Dodgers <laughs> manager. Uh, on this day in 2015, Kansas City Royals won their first World Series since 1985, rallying in the ninth and breaking away in the 12th to beat the New York Mets 7-2 in Game 5 in New York City. Salvador Perez with MVP, like you mentioned. Yep. The Astros won their first ever title on this day in 2017. Yuck. Yuck is right. And that's going to do it for the On This Day segment, which is brought to you by Proforma Print House. If you're looking for a trustworthy, dependable resource for next trade show, company, picnic, or sales meeting, Proforma Print House has over 50 years combined experience of promotional products and commercial print. They strive for fast and efficient response to all your print needs. You need to look no further. Let them be your one source print and promotional company to get it today by giving them a call at 574-210-3815. Yes, sir. Birdie bogey question, <laughs> J-Man. I hope yep. you're ready. I'm ready. All right. Uh, Mike White of the New York Jets passed for 405 yards yesterday, which is the second most passing yards by a QB in their first NFL start. This is since 1950. Who threw for the most? Two fellas popped into my head. I think both are wrong, but I'm going to go with Jameis Winston. You are wrong. You are taking a bogey this week. Who was your other guess? RG3. Would have been wrong again. Good. Cam Newton. Oh. 422 yards. Same era, I guess. Third was Kevin Kolb in 2009 with 391. Fourth was Vinny Testaverde, 1987, 369. Vinny's always on the list somewhere. Vinny was solid, man. He was solid. (laughs) He was old. Kevin Kolb. Anybody who would get a Kevin Kolb jersey was just something else. Is he out of Houston? I, th- I th- yeah, I uh, I know you who remember- you're talking about. I know exactly who you're talking about. You remember about. when he got the concussion? Clay Matthews literally pinned his arms back. And he had nowhere to go. <laughs> I do remember that. Face first into the ground. Oh I man, do remember that? Wrap us up there, J Man, for episode two fifty nine. For watching the Tannen J Man chilling, bearing with us through technical difficulties. My fault. It's not Tanner's fault. It's the computer's fault. We'll be back at it next Monday with another episode of the Tan and J-Man Show live on the ISC Sports Network. Have a great week, everybody, and we'll see you next week.